हेलो दिस इज ध्यानेश फ्रॉम न्यूज लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम ब्रिंगिंग यू योर डेली डोज ऑफ न्यूज टूडे इज वेंसडे दवंबर इंडिया कोविड टैली क्रॉस द नाइंटी टू लैक और नाइन पॉइंट टू मिलियन मार्क टूडे ओवर फोर्टी फोर थाउजेंड न्यू कोरोना वायरस केसेज वर रिपोर्टेड इन द कंट्री इन द लास्ट ट्वेंटी फोर आवर्स एक्टिव केसेज स्टूड एट फोर पॉइंट फोर फोर लैख वाइल द रिकवरीज रोज टू एटी सिक्स पॉइंट फोर लैख just under 500 fatalities were recorded in the last 24 hours ambassadors and envoys from 100 countries are scheduled to visit the serum institute of india and genova biopharmaceuticals in pune on december 4th they will discuss vaccine development and distribution the serum institute is involved in the joint development of five vaccine candidates in india it is expecting results from the clinical trials of covid-19 vaccine covi shield by january The institute will also produce doses of the vaccine jointly developed by pharma giant AstraZeneca and Oxford University. In a meeting with chief ministers yesterday, Prime Minister Narendra Modi directed the states to begin working on cold storage facilities for coronavirus vaccines. He also urged them to try to keep their state's COVID positivity rate below 5%. Now for some COVID updates from different states. Punjab Chief Minister Amrinder Singh Today announced a 15-day night curfew in all cities and towns of the state starting from December 1st. The chief minister also doubled the fine for not wearing masks and flouting COVID safety guidelines. Odisha's COVID-19 tally crossed 3.15 lakh in last 24 hours. 642 fresh cases of COVID-19 were reported while 14 fresh fatalities took the state's death count to 1671. In a positive trend, The Union Territory of Puducherry recorded no COVID-19 related deaths for the sixth consecutive day today. 51 more people were infected by the virus in last 24 hours, taking the overall tally to over 36,800 cases. Of these, 545 were active cases. Gujarat is seeing a surge in fresh coronavirus cases. The state's total COVID tally crossed 2 lakh with an addition of over 1500 fresh cases in the last 24 hours this is second time in 3 days that the state has reported more than 1500 cases in a day with andabad reporting 323 cases in a day the andabad municipal corporation or amc added over 500 covid beds yesterday three hospitals and a covid care center located close to private hospitals were requisitioned as covid care centers to add the beds The Indian Express reported that the Maharashtra government has decided to give financial help and 5 kg ration to 5600 sex workers in Mumbai every month till the coronavirus pandemic ends. Each sex worker will receive rupees 5000 per month along with 3 kgs of wheat and 2 kgs of rice. Their children who go to schools will receive rupees 2500 per month to support their online education. Sex workers in the city have been reeling from the effects of the lockdown. Although Maharashtra became the first state in October to issue government resolution to this effect, NGOs have pointed out some logistical problems. A large share of sex workers includes those with no proof of identity like ration card, Aadhar card or a bank account. A large proportion of these workers are missing from the government's list of beneficiaries to get financial aid. In September the Supreme Court had directed all states to provide dry ration to sex workers without insisting on proof of identity. The court had asked the states to not just provide ration to those workers who had approached the authorities but also to reach out to more. 
Hundreds of farmers reached the Punjab-Haryana border this morning ahead of their Delhi Chalo march against the Modi government's new farm laws. The Tribune reported that the United Farmers Front, an umbrella body of 472 farmer unions, will lead the march on November 26th and 27th. Farmers from Punjab and Haryana joined forces with Haryana administration's stiff opposition to the march. Haryana Chief Minister Manohar Khattar announced yesterday that the state would seal its border from November 25th to 27th ahead of the march. Khattar added that some farmer leaders had been detained by the state police. Haryana's farmers said they would help Punjab's farmers at the 10 border entry points from where they planned to enter Haryana. Punjab's farmers reached Haryana's border areas earlier today. According to an Indian Express report, a morcha has been set up by farmers on Batinda Road in Khanori town of Sangrur district, just 50 meters away from the Haryana border. Across the border in Haryana's Jind, arrangements are underway. Ruldu Singh, a farmer associated with Bharat Kisan Union's Haryana unit, told the Indian Express, and I quote, Villagers from as far as 20 kilometers are reaching out to Punjab farmers at Khanori border to help them with milk supplies and vegetables. On Tuesday afternoon, Langar from Dhamtan Saheb village Gurudwara of Haryana was sent at Khanori for our Punjab farmers. We are helping each other because of Kisan Bhaichara and not that we are from Punjabi community. Unquote. Prem Singh Gehlot, Haryana unit president of the Akhil Bharatiya Kisan Mahasabha said, that despite arrest of farmer leaders by Haryana police, the support to Punjab farmers will not end. The Tribune reported that heavy police deployment has been made along all roads leading to Delhi through Haryana. Trucks carrying rations for farmers were being denied passage through the state. Farmer unions, however, have maintained that they are prepared to stage indefinite dharnas wherever they are stopped. The Delhi police yesterday also took to Twitter to say that it would take legal action against the protesting farmers if they came to the city for any gathering amid the coronavirus pandemic. The government yesterday blocked 43 more mobile apps, most of which are Chinese, stating national security and sovereignty reasons. The list also included four apps, namely Ali Supplier's mobile app, Alibaba Workbench, AliExpress, and AliPay Cashier, which are owned by China's retail giant Alibaba Group. The Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology said yesterday that the apps were banned under the Information Technology Act. A government statement read that the decision was based on comprehensive reports received from Indian Cyber Crime Coordination Center of the Ministry of Home Affairs. Meanwhile, China today accused India of using national security as an excuse to ban more of its mobile applications. Chinese spokesperson Ji Rong said, and I quote, China firmly opposes the Indian side's repeated use of national security as an excuse to prohibit mobile apps with Chinese background. Hope India provides a fair, impartial and non-discriminatory business environment for all market players and rectifies discriminatory practices, unquote. Jirong also said the Chinese government had always required overseas Chinese companies to abide by international rules, operate in compliance with laws and regulations to conform to public order and good morals. The Indian government first banned 59 Chinese apps in June at the height of the Galwan Valley conflict with China. In September, 118 more apps were banned on the grounds of posing a threat to country's sovereignty. The Yogi Adityanath government in Uttar Pradesh has cleared an ordinance to make love jihad a punishable offence. 
it makes religious conversion for marriage a non-bailable offense if it is found to be done through misrepresentation, force, undue influence, coercion, allurement, or other allegedly fraudulent means. The ordinance prescribes a punishment of up to 10 years in prison and fines. According to the UP's Prohibition of Unlawful Religious Conversion Ordinance 2020, a marriage will be declared null and void if the sole intention was to change the girl's religion. Uttar Pradesh Cabinet Minister and Government Spokesperson Siddharth Nath Singh said, and I quote, The Cabinet has taken a big decision. It was necessary for maintaining normal law and order in the state to ensure justice for women, especially those from scheduled caste and scheduled tribes. More than 100 cases of forcible conversions have come to light. The way in which religious conversions are done using deceit, lies, force and dishonesty is heart-wrenching and it was necessary to have a law in this regard." Unquote. Singh added that the proposed law has a provision for jail terms of 1 to 5 years and a minimum fine of rupees 15,000. However, in case of the woman being a scheduled caste or scheduled tribe or a minor, the ordinance provides for a jail term of 3 to 10 years with a minimum fine of 25,000. In case of mass conversions done forcibly or through cheating, the jail term would range from 3 to 10 years with a minimum fine of rupees 50,000. BJP ruled states Haryana and Madhya Pradesh have also announced that they would bring laws to check what is described as Love Jihad. Love Jihad is a conspiracy theory floated by Hindutva groups alleging that Muslim men convert Hindu women to Islam on the pretext of marriage. The right to marry a person of one's choice, however, is guaranteed under Article 21 of the Constitution. HuffPost India, the Indian operation of the US-based digital media platform HuffPost, shut down yesterday after six years. A message on the digital news website's homepage read, and I quote, As of November 24, HuffPost India will no longer be publishing content. For more great global content, please visit HuffPost.com. We thank you for your support and readership. Unquote. Articles published by HuffPost India are currently not accessible. They are expected to be available soon on the main HuffPost.com website. A spokesperson of Verizon Media, which owns HuffPost, confirmed to News Laundry that the Indian edition has been closed down with immediate effect. News Laundry has learned that the website's closure in India was driven by the new foreign direct investment rules ushered in by the Narendra Modi government. There is no clarity yet about the fate of the staff, however. To know more about how the FDI rules brought in by the Narendra Modi government led to the closure of HuffPost India, do check out the story by my colleague Ayush Tiwari titled HuffPost India is History Thanks to New FDI Norms. While you are there, you can check out a bunch of other stories on the layoffs and closure of news media companies in the last few months owing to the coronavirus pandemic. Listeners, Writing reports like these not just takes time and effort, but resources as well. We have been able to do the work that we do because we have support from our subscribers. News Laundry is an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique, and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep free and independent news afloat. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website. Lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 a month only. So make sure that you pay to keep news free. 
Now moving on to international updates. The global coronavirus cases inched closer to 6 crore or 60 million mark. Over 1.4 million or 14 lakh people have succumbed to the virus so far. The US, India and Brazil continue to have the highest COVID caseload. The United States recorded the highest daily deaths due to COVID-19 since May yesterday. 2,146 deaths were reported yesterday according to the data given by Johns Hopkins University. U.S. officials said yesterday that the country plans to distribute 6.4 million doses of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine in the first week after it is cleared for emergency use, which is likely next month. French President Emmanuel Macron announced a three-stage easing of country's month-long lockdown. The easing will begin this weekend with the reopening of non-essential businesses such as hairdressers and clothes shops. These would have to observe strict distancing rules and closure at 9 p.m. News agency Associated Press reported that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday said that the citizens of his country will have to wait for the vaccine because the first inoculations to roll out are likely to be distributed in the country they are made in. He added that Canada did not have mass vaccine production facilities like the US, UK and Germany. Russia, meanwhile, said that its coronavirus vaccine, Sputnik V, has more than 95% efficacy according to new preliminary data. This outcome would give it a success rate comparable to Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Russian officials also claimed their vaccine had greater efficacy than the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine. The calculations are based on preliminary data obtained 42 days after the first dose. The cost of one dose of the vaccine will be less than $10 for international markets, according to CNBC. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. On this week's NL Hafta, Newslaundry's Abhinandan Sekri, Raman Kirpal and Mehraj Lone are joined by Chitra Subramaniam, journalist and co-founder of the News Minute, and Smita Prakash, editor-in-chief of ANI. The panel discusses the recent developments around COVID vaccines, the state of media today, India's decision to not join the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as an alternative to Trump, and a lot more. Here's a snippet from the episode. You know, the thing is that, like, for example, I think what happened to Arnab was clearly overreach of law. I don't think anyone who believes in the fair, uh, you know, use of law can say that, yes, he should have been locked up and not been given uh, bail. But because our media is so divided, I, I know many journalists who otherwise are nice, reasonable people, but they were happy that he should not be given bail or that's what they were hoping. I have seen Arnab celebrate people being locked up for frivolous charges and him shouting, I don't care about the law, who gives a damn about legal processes, except when it happens to him. Has this, you think this would have taught him a lesson or others a lesson or you think people are beyond learning lessons? Yeah, you know, I think uh, celebrity journalists are beyond learning lessons. Uh, I think the, uh, there comes a time where uh, I don't think these things affect them. That usko hua to mujhe bhi ho sakta hai. That doesn't happen. Uh, I think what happened was that uh, with Arnab's case, it came into light. You know, the whole thing came into limelight because he's such a big name. Uh, and he evokes extreme sentiments, whether it is positive or negative. And he takes on, uh, he takes on his opponents. I think that when, when, uh, when you come to a point where uh, journalists and begins to say, Aham journalism must me, you know, 
uh, that it's me of journalism. I mean, when it comes, when it becomes, you know, when the journalist becomes the story, journalism is dead. And uh, and there are two ways I look at this. One, you need, uh, you know, you need freedom to report. You said like in small, you know, people who are in small towns and uh, as Smita was saying, it's difficult. It's extremely difficult to bring stories. But you also need a freedom within newsrooms. Point number two, you know, journalists, we have a lot of access. Let's, I mean, okay, with your press card, you can pretty much get everywhere. You know, you can go to the parliament, you can go here, you can go to, you know, I'm not saying we are special people, but we do have privileges. Yes. And I find that we are abusing some of those privileges because on the one hand... Listeners, if you have been enjoying listening to NL Hafta free of cost for the last couple of months, I must urge you to subscribe to newslaundry.com because the podcast will soon be pulled behind the paywall and will become subscriber-only content. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on top right-hand corner of the website to continue listening to NL Hafta. While you're there, you can also click on the mic button next to the subscribe button and check out our all-new podcast player that comes with various interesting features like speed control and queuing. That's all I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.